Hi, my name is Simon Nixon and I'm the pastor at Norelling Community Congregational Church. And we're so happy to have you join us at our church's live stream this morning. If you want more information about our church or what we're talking about, or if you'd like prayer for anything, feel free to contact us via our website or on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. I hope you enjoy the service. Well, hello church. Thank you for joining us wherever you're watching this from or listening to this. It's awesome to have you join us. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, let's uh, get into today's sermon. So last week, Simon challenged us to be bold and reach out to Christ. He was reminding us that no matter how distracted we can be, that Jesus' presence is steadfast and that he's always willing and ready to rescue us. We just need to reach out and trust that he is there for us. And today I want to explore and and look into the book of Mark, specifically into chapter 7, as we explore who Jesus is through the eyes of the Pharisees. But before we do that, let's pray. Uh, Dear God, I just thank you that we can come together, even by by distance from one another. I just know and, and thank you that we can come together spiritually in your presence, God. I just thank you that we can come listen listen to your word. And I just pray that as we listen to what you have for us, that you soften our hearts and open our minds, and uh, that we, we receive what you want for us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I was going to read from Mark chapter 7, verse 1 to 23. Um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, so it may be a bit different from yours. So let's have a look. It says this. One day, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law had arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their, over their cupped hands as required by the ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of many traditions that they have clung to, such as the ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked him, Why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is fast, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute for your own tradition. He then said, You skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold onto your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of your mother or father must be put to death. But you say it's all right for people to say to the parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents, and you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. 
All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. It is not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd, and his, and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable that he just used. He said, don't you understand either? He asked. Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and, the, and then goes into the sewer. And then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, your, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, weakness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within, and they are what defile you. So, as we continue and adapt to our new ways of living impacted by COVID, had me thinking about the things that I missed. Um, and it got me thinking about the things that I thought were important. And uh, some of the things I thought of were our family gatherings, going out on our usual road trips, going to church, or even at the weekly family dinners. It seemed that they were replaced by new habits, like hand sanitizing, uh, every location I visited. Uh, remembering to bring a mask with me, coming up with new greetings when I met somebody, uh, or keeping my, di- my, my distances, and all the rest. You know, the, the list keeps growing. Um, and these are all important things, you know. They have purpose. At first it was difficult to remember all these things, but I knew it was for a good purpose that I was doing this. <clears throat> it was my way of contributing to a healthy environment, you know, to help limit the spread of the virus. <clears throat> Uh, all these habits were important and are still important. They have significant meaning and reasoning as to why we do them. Uh, you know, and it's the same as, as what the Pharisees question. It says here uh, in, in, in chapter 7 that, you know, the Pharisees actually f- uh, specifically travelled from Jerusalem for one reason. And that was to come and challenge Jesus and his teachings. They've tried a few times, and each time Jesus has been able to, to challenge them back and, and knock them back. And uh, this time, they thought they would go after J- uh, Jesus' followers, essentially. In verse 5, it says this. The Pharisees actually asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat first without performing the hand-washing ceremony. Um... See, the Jewish practice of hand washing was designed by man as a way to pause and reflect about what they were about to eat. It's less about cleanliness. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and, and it was designed and it meant well. And it was to, you could see that it was trying to admire and it's admirable in that they were trying to set up a way to stop and reflect and be thankful to God. Um, and it was less about the, the actual cleaning and, and, and specifically washing hands to be healthy, I suppose. But to my understanding, after doing a bit of research on this, there's a specific way of, of washing the hands or cleaning the hands. You know, there's a, a set method and structure on how, how this would work. Um, and, you know, they'll pour over one hand and then they'd go to the next and, and do it in a specific way. Once they did that, they would hold their hands out and then they recite a prayer or, or a blessing. And they'd be, uh, you know, saying thanks to God for, for what they were about to eat. 
So the, the, the motive behind this ritual and ceremony was, was admirable. It's, it's a good thing to be, um, uh, to be doing, I suppose, um, in, in their mind. And, and there was a way for them to be uh, thankful to God. <clears throat> However, if we look at Jesus' reply, he goes, You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about, uh, about you. For he wrote, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Let's stop here for a second. It says here, um, These people honour me with their lips. So it's like these habits, you know, um, these new habits that, that, that we had to pick up that uh, were replaced so uh, hand sanitizing every location that we went to and now bring a mask with us if we go to a grocery store um, you know at first it was uh, uh, hard to, to, to remember to do these things but you spent time and, and, and you understood that it had significant impact and it had meaning and it meant more to you personally as well but the more you do things out of re repetition that's why they call it a habit it becomes uh, uh, gets locked into the memory and becomes the muscle memory and you do it out of habit and, and you, you don't think twice about it you just walk up to, to the next shop and, and wash your hands with, with a hand sanitizer um, and and there's a disconnect there's a disconnect from, from the heart to the mind of why you're doing this thing and this is what God or Jesus is questioning here he goes these people honour me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. So this tradition that they had established and, and built up over time, you know, this is what they've done for centuries, you know, years that the, the, they've been doing and trying, you know, their, their way of honouring God in that sense. They go through the, the motion of the steps and the, and, and the method of washing and rinsing their hands and, and being clean and reciting the this this passage or, or, or prayer or blessing or whatever and they've done it so many times that it's just you know ingrained in their memory it's just uh, it's, it's a it's a reflex almost oh okay we're about to eat let's uh, let's do our, our ceremony first um a lot of the time uh it, it's just done without thinking and this is what jesus is picking up he's picking up the disconnect between people's hearts and might. He continues to say in verse 7, their worship is fast, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. So here Jesus is highlighting the fact that you know we tend to, to tweak what God says and kind of adapt it and, and make it work for us to, to suit us more than it suits God. Um, and and you say it a lot. But what is Jesus doing here? He's challenging our hearts and the fact that there was a tradition, that there was a tradition of the elders and he admonishes these Jews for giving too much focus on the ritual and not actually focusing on God. And Jesus questions where the heart is in all of it. Are they honouring God inwardly as well? Because outwardly they're doing all these things, it looks good, it... Um, you know, it looks like they're doing the right thing. Yep, let's, let's honour God, let's praise, let's worship, let's give, uh, let's help, help the poor and all, all that type of thing. But if people are doing that just out of 
uh, image or because they they know it's what they should be doing or what's expected um, you do that enough and again there's that disconnect between the mind and the heart um, you know for, for instance there's actually been people I've, I've interacted with uh, in the past and then they told me as a kid that their parents took them to church every weekend but when they would go home and continue they, they would then go home and continue to live their own lives separately from God. So I asked them, well, like, well, okay, so why did you go to church in the first place? You know, if, if you're just going to go to church on the weekend, hear what the pastor has to say, but then go home and, and not change anything or still live in, in a worldly way, what, what, what's, what's, what's the point? And I questioned them and I said, so why, why did you go to church for the, uh, in the first place? Ultimately, the common answer was they were expected. It was expected of them to go. They were un and they were uncomfortable with people judging them if they didn't show up. And that's a problem. They shouldn't be coming to church because it's expected or because it looks good or um, people tell them that they should and, and, and then we'll be your friends or, and we like you. It's not enough. It's not enough for us just to show up to church or to put money in the offering or just sing the words that pop up, pop up on the screen when we sing a worship. Um, just because it's expected or out of a habit. Jesus is after our heart. And this is what he's trying to explain to, to the Pharisees and, and, uh, and the people in the crowd. Uh, but let, let's have a look. How did the Pharisees give prisoners to tradition over scripture? Well, Jesus highlights something here in verse 9. He says, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and your mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of your father or mother must be put to death. But you say it's all right for people to say to the parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard the needy parents and so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition and this is only one example among, among many others. On a technicality they allowed sons to neglect helping their parents with possessions or savings which were des designated in a vow. So they let a human ritual take precedence over a God-given command. So they were trying to work a way that they could operate in this world and favour themselves above God. But they neglected their parents. But God specifically said, you've got to look after your parents. Uh, and Jesus actually adds to this. He says, it's what comes from inside you that defiles you. Uh, for from within you, out of a person's heart, comes evil thoughts lists all these things. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. So you're saying that all these things come from the heart. Are we focused more on our rituals or actions of you know what we do day to day in our ways of honouring God or what we do um, through church or through our, our, our lives at home? Can we be more diligent and actually caring for our heart and honouring God's word. And, and I just hope that you guys can 
uh, can spend this time with me as well and as we think about this and think about ways that we can be doing things more for God more than for the image of being a good Christian or um, what's expected of us or what, what looks good but as, as we do these things we're challenged to actually stop and reflect think about how it affects and connects with our hearts with God so as we pray let's commit our hearts to completely to God and seek his help living by his word alone so dear God I just thank you that we can um, hear from you today I just thank you for your word I thank you uh, that you you are after our hearts because you love us God and I just pray that you help us to remain focused on you God to to come to you and honor you directly God not to not to do things by but image sake or for um, for tradition's sake but we do things and remain close to you with our heart God let's pray that that we keep you at the the, the focus of our uh, purposes and our our, our responses things in this world God let's pray as as we continue to go through COVID let's pray that we can lead by example and and connect with others like you connect with us in Jesus name Amen Thanks so much for joining us this week at Church Online with Norellan Community Congregational Church we pray that it's been a blessing to you and that this week you might make a difference in the heart of your community Please reach out if you have any needs or you want us to pray for you. We'd love to do that. And we hope to see you next week. Be blessed. I say